Any thoughts expressed on this podcast are opinions. There are no accusations. There are no facts. This is for entertainment purposes only. Thank you. Welcome to Strange Truth. This is where we look at today's important stories, try to make sense of them, and hopefully find some solutions. Today is January the 1st. 2022, a day that I know a lot of people have been looking forward to just because 2021 was not their favorite year and they were happy to have it over. Let's take a look back at some of the awful things that made 2020 such a crap year for so many people. Obviously, the first... Hmm... The first uh, ominous occurrence was the January 6th so-called insurrection. Um, The first insurrection in history where the guards held the door open for the masses and also took selfies with them. That is uh, coming up on its anniversary. It's a really, really big deal if you're Rachel Maddow or someone else involved in the mainstream propaganda media for the rest of us. Yeah, it was an embarrassing moment. Yeah, it was kind of strange. And yeah, sure, there's probably plenty of people that should be in jail as a result of this, but it wasn't a threat to democracy. Democracy has been destroyed in this country long, long ago. No, it wasn't a attempted coup. It was not a possible spark of a revolution. Uh, it was just some people that got worked up, ordinary people, a few instigators, a few people that showed up there just to see something like this kick off. And the news media there to shepherd you the entire way to tell you what to think of this, to tell you how scary and awful the Republicans are because this is their thing and divide us and put put the Republicans in a place where they uh, feel ostracized even further feel less part of the mainstream, less part of America, feel like their country is being taken over by liberals. It's, uh, I don't think it's working on most people. I don't know. I don't really talk to a lot of people. I do spend a lot of time on Twitter and the only people who really seem to care about this are those that are deep in with the establishment. Uh, the next two items, and these are not in chronological order, just the order I thought of them, are much, much uh, more serious assaults on democracy. And these are the uh, twin sort of abominable miscarriages of justice that is the Donziger trial and 
the persecution of Julian Assange. And you will hear lots of different things about Julian Assange in the mainstream media when they talk about him. And mostly what you hear is that he's a horrible person, he's gross, uh, he's a spy, and that he's a threat to democracy. He's, uh, you know, you'll hear all these accusations thrown at Julian Assange, but the thing that really, there's two things that he really did that sort of put him where he is. And don't get me wrong, I don't think he belo- like I don't think it's his fault that he's where he is. I think he's very brave to be to end up where he is right now. Because the things the thing that he did that was mostly unforgivable was to reveal the crimes of the United States. Number one. That's what put a real target on his back. But why a lot of people are now on board with this, a lot of ordinary people, and that breaks my heart that they are because they just simply don't get this, what the significance of this. But what he did that they can't forgive is he shared the emails of the Clinton campaign with the world, possibly costing Hillary the presidency. And... I can see why that would upset people, especially when you're, you see politics as an example of team sports, as you see, well, the important thing is winning, and there's two teams, and we're on this team, and all the bad people are on the other team. And it's vitally, vitally important that our team wins. When you see things that way, and then someone like Julian Assange comes along and shares these incriminating emails with the world, it makes sense that you would hate this guy. He's like he's like a referee that blows a, a call and your team loses. You would hate that referee. And if you found out he was doing it intentionally, and if you suspected he was doing it intentionally, you might hate him even more. And that's what people thought, was that Julian Assange was taking a side in the presidential election and exposed Hillary Clinton but didn't expose Trump. And uh, he should die for that. And he should suffer and die and be, you know a pariah for all of history. The fact is the Democratic and Republican parties, that's one team. And they pretend to be different, but the illusion is slipping. The illusion, it's getting harder and harder to keep this illusion going. And while they may argue about things like, uh, is should abortion be legal? Should firearms be available to Americans? Should you refer to a person by their pronouns or by the pronouns that you that were assigned to them at birth? Those kind of things, 
they'll fight about. But when it comes to giving the U.S. military $700 billion, when they only even asked for 700 they gave him seven hundred. Excuse me, seven hundred eighty-eight billion. Uh, eighty-eight billion dollars is just a rounding error there. When it, they only asked for seven hundred and sixty billion, that's all. They just asked for that small amount. After they just ended the most costly war in American history. So, to recap, that there was a war that was costing an ungodly amount of money every single day that war came to an end and then the Pentagon budget went up our war making budget went up after a war ended this would be like if you just spent uh, if you just replaced your water heater and your all the all the faucets in the house and then decided well I sh- we should make sure to spend more money on plumbing next year It makes no sense. I think 2020 and 2021 will be the time in history where nothing made sense. Nothing made sense. And that's just another one of those things. Our military has $788 billion to spend. And uh, surprise, surprise, would you believe that they're running around looking for the next war to get us into. Is it going to be China? Is it going to be Russia? You can bet there's going to be some kind of war coming down the pike for us if we don't fight against it. And really the only weapon that we have to fight anything like that is getting out in the streets, which 2020 and 2021 showed us that's a dubious prospect itself. Our voices have less and less impact. The police is more and more militarized and they've shown us all over 2020 that if we go out and protest, they will kill us and beat us and fire weapons at us. And they will infiltrate our ranks with armed agents provocateurs because that's what they do so I said there was uh, twin debacles twin miscarriages of justice the other one that does not appear in mainstream media the other miscarriage of justice is the Stephen Donziger trial and just really quickly This was a man who he pursued a case against Chevron somewhere in South America. Um, I think it was either Nicaragua or Peru or something. But he went down to this country and served as the lawyer for these indigenous people. That's another word for Indians. So these Indians were living a primitive existence, you know, living like people were meant to live. 
hunting and gathering, living in small communities. I don't know if they were moral or kind people or not, but they were just trying to live their lives the way that they traditionally have. And a really fun thing for oil companies in that part of the world is you can just dump oil wherever you want to and nobody's going to hold you accountable. So really, really makes things efficient and cost-effective to do business down there. Well, these indigenous people were dying at a very high rate of cancers caused by uh, Chevron's pollution. And this lawyer went down and served as their as their legal counsel, won the case against Chevron, which was a miracle. And then when he went back to New York City where he lives, he was accused of uh, some kind of crime. The details are there. I, I looked at the details at the time there. It's obvious when you look at the details that it was just like, oh, he's in contempt of court for not sharing his sources or something like that. It's something where if you were a lawyer, you would believe that was your right, that you don't have to disclose what you don't have to disclose. Well, he was found guilty of contempt of court, which is a misdemeanor. It's a crime that is punishable by like a maximum of, I don't know, so many months in in jail or something like that. And it's routinely waived. And this man had to spend some years in his own home under house arrest. But anyway, the, the amazing thing about this trial is that the actual legal system, the one that receives taxpayer funding and is housed in the government buildings, the judges that are federally appointed, that that legal system said, yeah, this, we're not interested in pursuing any action against this lawyer. Let him go. And what Chevron did was they somehow created a whole second legal system outside of the American judicial system. And our elected representatives are so bought and paid for by the big corporations, they let it happen. They didn't, they didn't stop this. The judicial uh, community didn't stop it. There were massive letters of protest from law schools all around the country and international justice organizations around the world that were protesting this. It didn't appear on news. And if the name Stephen Donziger is news, is a, a, a name you've never heard, it's because you're watching the wrong news. You're watching propaganda. This was a huge story. It is a travesty. It is heartbreaking. It's uh, embarrassing. It's way worse than January 6th. I would take 10 January 6th for one of these. This is bullshit. But hey, propaganda news that you see on your TV sets, on your cable, 
when you open your email, when you look at the uh, breakdowns on your web browser home screen, you're not going to see this. But this is like, this should be making every American vomit and then uh, pick up a picket sign at, at the very least and march in the street. This is insanity. And it happened in 2021. Also, another thing that happened in 2021 was space dicks. That's these uh, phallic representations of the billionaires, Jeff Bezos, a CIA contractor who also owns a newspaper that says democracy dies in darkness and has made it his mission statement to kill democracy with his propaganda newspaper and Elon Musk a son of an apartheid diamond or I mean an emerald mine owner who developed a luxury electric car that goes really fast and now he's drilling holes all over the world and he's yeah he's blasting himself into space congratulations on that you guys are truly pioneers and no one gives a fuck. So fuck off. You suck. Go to hell. So um, it just, it is the height of these men and their hubris that they want to uh, pierce that veil and touch the face of God and Really, we should all be shitting right in their faces because they are garbage. They are worthless. They are disgusting pigs. And um, they're everything that's bad about America. They're everything that's bad about capitalism. They're everything that's bad about just the idea of private property because what they've done is they have destroyed everything around them and turned it into a pile of wealth that they're hoarding and keeping to themselves and just launching these sort of tributes to their own egos so they can go to hell fuck Musk and fuck Bezos uh, the next thing I wrote down was AOC's Met Gala dress. She appeared at the Met Gala wearing a dress that had Tax the Rich emblazoned on her derriere in red paint. And uh, that's what we get. You know, we elected AOC and the rest of the squad to go to Washington. And I looked at these people, if in World War I, they had trenches with the enemy soldiers facing off against each other along these trench lines, and there was barbed wire. As long as you were in the trench, you were pretty much safe because they couldn't shoot down into the trench and kill you. They would actually have to drop a bomb right on top of you to, to kill you. So in the trench, you're safe, but when you're attacking a trench, you need to the enemy's trench you have to pop out of your trench run across a field 
get across barbed wire and then jump down in there and start poking people with bayonets. So uh, the first leg of this journey was getting across the barbed wire. The first people to reach the barbed wire were often killed by the enemy and then their bodies laid across the barbed wire. And if you ran on their body and kept on going, you had you had a better chance of not getting tangled up in the barbed wire and stuck. So that's what I saw AOC and the squad as being kind of like these bodies that were going to be thrown on the barbed wire so that the people could take back their their property, that people could come back in and take over the country. But now what it seems like is these guys have had a taste of caviar and they want more of it. So they're just laying down for the establishment. It's gross. It's disgusting. And it's, you know, maybe it's human nature. And maybe that's what I would do if I were in their shoes. I know it's got to be terrifying. I, I AOC talked about being scared at the January 6th. I would be more scared of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. I would be scared of those guys because... They're the ones that would really do you harm if you cross them. I, I believe that. When Ross Perot backed out of his presidential bid, he stated on camera that they threatened his family. And that's why he's dropping out. Yeah, I'm not going to go back there, but you know, it makes you wonder what they tell these people. It makes you wonder what kind of threats they have. You think they wouldn't do it? I think they would. But anyway, so we got, uh, that's what we got. They didn't vote against the Iron Dome. They didn't, like, they didn't do anything to really, not even, not even be a impediment to oligarchy, but not even slow it down, not even make it hesitate for a second. They just went right along with everything. That $788 billion to the Pentagon. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they voted for it. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Chauvin, uh, Derek Chauvin was found guilty. That's a good thing. I would be interested interested to see how much time he actually serves. I want to say this about Derek Chauvin. And that is what he did when he choked that man on by you know st- standing on his neck. Uh, for eight minutes while being videotaped. I just can't believe that that was what this guy did. Like, I can't believe a person, not because of the cruelty of it, just because it's it would be the stupidest thing if you were a cruel, sadistic, self-centered, 
egotistical prick and you wanted to kill someone and you had you were on the person's neck for two minutes and there were four cameras filming you or whatever it was and there were three police officers standing near you I just can't see being dumb enough to to keep on doing that because now he had to understand that on some level if some level of justice were available to the people that he would be facing some level of justice maybe it would just be a reprimand or maybe it would just be uh, being suspended or something that's going to be fewer people he can kill that is going to be less mayhem he can cause if that's what his goal is so the George Floyd case it's suspicious to me makes me wonder if it was some kind of a some kind of an op some kind of a plan from the elites to spark protests i don't know Just, sometimes i think they want to have like a revolution so that they can drop atomic bombs on us while they hide in their underground bases I don't know what it is, but there, if you look at what's going on in history right now, as far as how blatantly and openly they're just robbing the country, it makes me think they want us to have a revolution. It makes me think there's people staying up at night at the Pentagon or at some government think tank saying how are we going to get these idiots to to storm the gates They're, what's wrong with them why are they, what are they waiting for this is insanity why aren't they fighting I think they just want us to start some kind of a revolution that they can wipe out a bunch of us with with weapons it just as blatant and as obvious as their attacks are on democracy, on justice, on just human kindness and sensibility. There's just the idea of how you treat your worst enemy or how you how you would treat a rabid dog, you know, how you would treat any living creature that has any feelings at all. You look at, compare that to how we are being treated by the people who we pay to take care of us. And it kind of defies explanation other than they want us to have a revolution. And when I think about why would they want us to have a revolution, the first thing that comes to mind is, well, because they have an idea of how to end that revolution in their own best interest, which would probably mean a smaller more docile, easier to control population 
But I digress. So Chauvin was found guilty. That's a good thing. And uh, I think it's I think there's some bullshit behind it. And keep an eye out for that. Let me know what what you find. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on, you know, hanging by the same method as Jeffrey Epstein. You know, these people really don't have much imagination and they have you'll find they they use the same game plan over and over again. Here's a story that maybe you forgot about from 2021. 98 people, I think it was actually 99 people, died when a building they were living in simply collapsed. It was like a 28-story apartment building that had an inadequate foundation, a crumbling foundation, and the owner... Well, decided it was too expensive to fix. It's not, it wasn't an unknown problem. It was a problem that was reported and discussed. And surprise, surprise, the billionaire didn't care enough about the people who was paying him money to save their lives. And they died. And that's what happens. That's what happens when it comes, when a person is going to die if money isn't spent and the person that controls that money is a psychopath, well, that person is going to die. And you see it time and time again. What happened to that building owner? I wonder. We had a disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. But the good news is we're saving money now and we're only spending more money on war. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. So uh, we had a 20-year war in Afghanistan which coincidentally started right after the Afghans cut off our supply of opium during the opioid crisis. And if you don't remember the opioid crisis, that's where another billionaire decided that people should die so that they can have more caviar and uh, Gauguin paintings in their house than they do now. They've only got a few. They need more. And you people should just die so that they can they can have that. So that happened. And then the Taliban decided that opium was sinful and they said well no more opium in Pakistan and then wow big coincidence less than a year later we had American troops guarding opium fields in Afghanistan and they were there for 20 years and now they're gone and our military budget went up for some reason it is amazing Uh, The Supreme Court has abandoned abortion as uh, something they want to defend. This has been used to attack people who refuse to vote for 
the garbage candidates that that they're being offered. But really, you know, if they would run some good candidates, if they would listen to the people and back the candidates the people want, they wouldn't have this problem. They wouldn't be unelectable. But what they do is they constantly back the candidates that are paid by insurance, big business. It's all the same. You look it up. Look at there's a thing called opensecrets.com which sounds like a conspiracy theory website, but it's actually it tracks the money that politicians get from corporations. Go there. Look up any uh any politician on and look at any politician and look at where their money comes from and it explains a lot it explains why they can do things like have the opioid crisis and support uh, Purdue Pharma it's because they they all are paid by them uh, there's a movie out on Netflix, or no, it's on Hulu, and it's called Dope Sick. If you have a chance to watch that, it's excellent. And it is about as kind of direct a look at a family that owns a huge corporation and how they feel about how they value people versus profits, which one they value more, what they're willing to do to you to make more money for themselves. Check it out and realize that it happened. It's not just happening in the past with this one company. It is the pattern. Yeah, so the FDA, I mean, um, the Supreme Court no longer cares to keep abortion legal, so now it's up to the states. So we'll see how that works. I guarantee you, though, folks, this is abortion and guns. If they were to completely outlaw either one of those things, it would cut off a vast source of funding for these politicians because when they go to their people and they say, give me money, their promise is they're going to pretend to do something about abortion or guns. So watch for that pattern. You are going to see probably all kinds of junk mail from the Democratic candidates in your area promising you to pretend to do something about abortion and how awful it is that the Republicans were able to make this happen. They're two wings of the same bird. They love this political football because it makes us fight against each other and they always win. When we fight against each other, the oligarchs win. Uh, FDA approved some pills that they can that Pfizer and Moderna can make money on, so that you don't 
get well using ivermectin or um, whatever that thing is called, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. You'll use these new Pfizer pills and Pfizer and Moderna can reap lots of money, eat lots of caviar and be happy. Will it kill you? Hope not, but they don't care if it does. Their lawyers have set this up to where anything that they do that kills you or harms you, they don't ever have to face any kind of a um, penalty for. So we are sure of one thing. It'll make them a lot of money. Will it help you? Will it kill you? Anybody's guess, honestly. And the big story, I think, for 2021 is that they have taken their masks off, the oligarchs, the people that run our country, the deep state, if you will, the permanent bureaucracy that stays in power no matter who is in office, that they've shown us their teeth, that they are ready to go hardline on us. There's enough people that are still playing the game that they've let us go on for for this long, but yeah, 2022 is going to be a big year. There may be some conflict between the establishment and the ordinary people. We might see that happen. I hope that we see a coming together of common people of every denomination, people that are Democratic voters, Republican voters, people that are pro-abortion, anti-abortion, people that are pro-gun, anti-gun, people that are uh, good people and awful people. I hope that we'll all come together and say, look, fighting with each other makes no sense because none of us have any power. You know, if you are a hardcore Republican, I even hate saying use that word. If you're like, if you are a hardcore, like, white supremacist, right-wing, nationalist, you know, hating other races, hating women, hating gay people. If that's if that's your thing, uh, I feel that you're unenlightened. And I feel like either your upbringing was flawed or your context or there was some trauma or something bad happened to you somewhere. But I look at you as a victim. Whatever happened to you, whatever made you the way you are, it wasn't love. It wasn't somebody made a mistake. You got that way through 
something bad, you know, some har- something harsh. Or you were, maybe you're just gullible and you were led that way by someone who went through some, some bad shit. I don't know, but nobody is born in this world exposed to good and evil in an open and caring way. Taught to feel empathy for others, taught to value human life and then turn up wanting to kill people because they're different. But whatever it is, I know that if I were to attack you, argue with you, harm you in some way, that that wouldn't end the parts of you I don't agree with and don't like and oppose and hate. It would not end that. At the best, in the very best case scenario, attacking you and doing violence or doing aggression towards you, it's going to transfer that onto someone else. It's going to end you and transfer your hate onto someone else. I think the solution to those kind of problems is going to be an intergenerational one. It's not going to be through force. It's not going to be through dogma. And it's not going to, definitely not going to be through separating people behind walls and fighting with each other. It's going to come from enlightenment. It's going to come from being put in a loving environment and being shown these things openly, being shown like, what does it mean to be tolerant of people with others' sexual preferences? What does it mean to be tolerant of people of other races? What do you gain from that? What do you lose from that? But anyway, whatever your belief system is and whatever messed up things you have going on and messed up beliefs, tenets, whatever, if you're not in office and you're not the head of a corporation or on some on a board or in a think tank you don't have power and i would rather team up with you right now and say look man you're not somebody i'm going to hang out with but our interests are the same in this fight Our country is run by Wall Street. And that's not... When we pledge allegiance to the flag every every day in kindergarten, that's not what we're... We're not pledging allegiance to Goldman Sachs and we're not pledging allegiance to, you know, Jeffrey Epstein or uh, Bill Gates. You know, we're pl- we're pledging allegiance to a place where people who are different from each other can come together, work together, and endure.
I think the greatest gift that America has given the world is the gift of of the federal system where each state is a sovereign state in its own right where you can have it's it's kind of a fractal system where you can have a local government that mirrors a state government that mirrors a federal government and you can have things on the local level in one locality that you don't have in another locality but you can have things over the entire vast territory that we all agree on now what we live in now is a perversion of that where the where basically we live in a oligarchical dictatorship where the federal law supersedes state law, where we pay federal income taxes, it's a perversion. It's, it's, an, it's an inversion. Uh, but I, anyway, the point being is someone in Texas You know, maybe it's okay that that Texas or Oklahoma, maybe it's okay that abortion is not legal in it, in every part of the country. You know, I can see why people would be disgusted by that, why they would feel like that was an abomination to their morals and their sensibility. I mean... I'm not saying I agree with them, but I can see why they would feel that way. And maybe it's not the worst thing in the world that there's a place in America where that's not the norm, where people who live in that jurisdiction have to go to another part of America to get that procedure done. I mean, I don't personally have a dog in that fight because, number one, I'm not female and number two I'm not an age where reproduction is an option generally speaking so it ain't you know I don't have a dog in that fight but uh, the point I'm making I guess is the things that divide us that keep us fighting with each other. We don't, every argument doesn't have to be that same argument. If you are against the Iraq war and you are, or not the Iraq war, but against the unending kind of uh, money hole that's the U.S. military. If you're against that, and you're in fa- like, and you're a neo-Nazi that hates abortion, or you're um, someone who wants to ban all private firearm sales in, in the United States, you can come together 
with that neo-Nazi and say, look, we got to fight this. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. And then don't even talk about the other stuff. The last thing I want to talk about is the censorship all over the social media. And uh, what I want to say is when the first person to get kicked off of social media was Alex Jones. Alex Jones, who created a site called InfoWars. It was an insanely popular site on YouTube. And he... Like he had suspicions about a school shooting that took place. And uh, he pretty aggressively went after the, the people who were, he went after the official narrative on this uh, school shooting, even to the point of calling the parents of kids who had been, killed as liars and crisis actors when it was proposed that he lose his uh, YouTube channel people all over the country were were thrilled with that and I'm old enough to remember when there was a controversy over the Nazi the American Nazi party being able to march through a neighborhood that was full of Holocaust survivors back in the 70s. If you've ever seen the Blues Brothers movie, there's a scene that was inspired by this uh, conflict. But the American Civil Liberties Union, which is a left-wing organization, supported their right to speech. At the time, I was... I think in I think I was in junior high and I thought, well that's messed up. Didn't we fight a war to shut these people down? Why are there even still American Nazis around? But anyway, their their point was like once you start censoring unpopular speech, it it sets a precedent and then you can censor whatever you want because Who's to say what's popular and what's unpopular? Who's to say what's good speech and what's bad speech? So now there are kind of right-wing, or I mean uh, left-wing voices that are being silenced. And Julian Assange is being prosecuted and the trend has been there's an old thing where they said first they came for the communists and I didn't say anything because I wasn't a communist you know the rest of the thing right finally nobody spoke up for me because there's nobody left we all know that you know, that saying. But there's so many of us that are just like, well, it's just Alex Jones. Let him disappear. 
It's just Julian Assange. He's nasty. He he ruined Hillary's chances of winning. Let him suffer and die. Who cares? But every time you do that, it makes Jeff Bezos laugh because democracy is just dying just a little bit more because there's just a little bit more darkness out there. And we're going to get down to where there's one voice. And it's the voice of the oligarchy and it's the only thing you're going to be able to hear. But 2022, I think, is the time where we're going to see some kind of pushback from the people. That's my hope. Also, I think we're going to see this COVID thing. We're going to see the end of it very soon. I'm not making any promises. I'm not a doctor. I don't have any medical advice for you. But what I've seen with this Omicron is that it is very it spreads very very easily and does comparatively little damage uh compared to the other covid strains that we've been dealing with and uh, even though some people are going to be god forbid but you know there might be some deaths from omicron there's only been a few worldwide and that's that's tragic but I think and again this is me talking out of my ass but I think anyone who would have died from Omicron would probably have died from any of the other strains as well so I'm not saying it's all roses and sunshine but I think that this thing is going to infect tons and tons of people and they're all going to get well relatively quickly and have very few hospitalizations or deaths out of it and then that'll be the end that's my hope the last item of 2021 i want to talk about is the galane maxwell trial obviously this is an important trial for me but I couldn't bring myself to watch any of the coverage of it if there was any coverage or even seek it out. Just at this point, I'm so cynical that I would rather just wait and hear how it, what shakes out of it, what, what ends up in the zeitgeist than try to watch the uh, mainstream news talk about, talk about something that they'd rather would just go away. But anyway, that Maxwell trial happened. She was found guilty of sex trafficking. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if she serves any time. If she does serve any time, I'm sure it's going to be one of these high-class resorts that rich people call jail. And I'm sure that she will magically commit suicide and disappear just like Jeffrey Epstein did because she can't be around. You can't be able to ask questions. You can't be able to look at that. She'll be taken out of the public eye and you'll never hear about her again. Uh, if they have somebody serving time in her name, it won't be her. If they claim that she commits suicide, don't believe it. 
and it, it doesn't matter, you know, honestly, at this point, these people do not face any kind of justice. They, they avoid and evade and skirt and, you know, they just get around any justice. And this will happen in this case. I'm 100% sure of it. I believe the trial, the whole reason for it is just so that we don't ask any questions about her. You're never going to see any of the many people who are um, linked to Epstein and her hauled in unless they unless they piss off the bosses. You know, you're not going to see Alan Dershowitz. You're not going to see Prince Andrew. You're not going to see any Bill Clinton, anyone who or Donald Trump. None of them people who are documented of having been with Epstein after his conviction that was in, I think, 2008. You know, Bill Gates, if you haven't seen the hilarious interview Judy Woodruff did with Bill Gates on PBS, she went off reservation and asked Bill Gates, well, why were you with Jeffrey Epstein after he was caught with children? And he basically said, you know, he <laughs> he squirmed a lot, and then he said, well, he died, so, do you, you know, that's the end of that story. In other words, anything I did that had to do with Jeffrey Epstein, I'm absolved of because he's dead now. He paid for my sins. He's like Jesus. He's my own personal Jesus. So don't look for Bill Gates to be perp-walked. Wouldn't that be a trip? Unless, like I said, unless he pisses off the wrong people. I don't think any of these people is actually above the puppet masters. I think they're anybody that we see, if we, if you see their face and you know their name, I believe that they are employees of the actual power. And Bill Gates, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, those guys, every one of them, is all their employees. They're district managers. They're not, they're not the leaders of the free world. So don't look for... Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell to suffer and pay any penalty for what she's done. Just look for the entire story to disappear even more from media than it has now. Well, this has been my first broadcast of 2022. I appreciate your listening. I hope this year is a prosperous and joyous return to a more normal life. I hope people will just open their eyes and reject the propaganda, listen to good people who are trying to give you the truth. I hope people will listen to each other and try to come together and try to, you know, just try to be understanding that people think the way they do 
partly because of who they are, but partly because of where they're from and what they've been through. Try to be open to them and, you know, insist that they're open to you as well. We're all human. We're all in this together. We all have what we do affects the other one. So be open with each other. Be understanding. Take care of each other. It's uh, Take care of this world, man. I mean, we're on the brink of something. What do you want that to be? And how do you want it to come? How do you want it to end? Where do you want to be at the other end of it? Yeah, take care of each other. Take care of this world. Take care of our constitution. Take care of our country. Take care of the children that are in your charge. The people that you look look across the aisle and brings up disgust for you. Somewhere they were a child and you know, they got the wrong lesson or they learned to hate instead of love or whatever it was, or they learned violence instead of understanding. That's where it all starts. Also keep in mind that kids rebel against their parents eventually. You don't want to Alex P. Keaton, your kid, be so hardcore partisan that they end up joining the other side. Also, I'm writing a book. I'll tell you more about it later. It's, it's, it seems like it's pretty cool. I'm making progress on it and I'll tell you, maybe I'll release something to you in the near future. Who knows? Anyway, stay safe. You guys take care.